Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is a No Structure Podcast. No Structure. Alright, episode 86. I'm Zach, he's Ty. We are the No Structure Podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, I'm in a little of a goofy-ass mood today, maybe because I'm at the end of my work week, so okay, I, we don't have too serious of topics today, so this should be fun. Goofy-ass mood, I'm looking forward yeah. to this. Let's, uh, I do want to get a couple serious things out of the way first, just okay. little things. Uh, so first and foremost, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. He would have been 36 this past weekend, so mm-hmm. uh, rest in peace to him. And also want to send my thoughts and prayers to Haiti. Um, with everything that they're going through if you can if or if you want to help Haiti out um, you can go to unicefusa.org and um, there's some links there to donate money you know just give your time and effort for them because they're going through some crazy stuff right now so yeah even people in Afghanistan thoughts and prayers to yeah that's over there that's that stuff is nuts literally like did you see the people trying to get on the airplanes to Mm -hmm. get out that shit looked like an apocalyptic movie yeah it's crazy like that is their reality yeah it's It's nuts and it's so insane how this was all like the beginning of the 2000s and it's still around in 2020. I mean, obviously the Taliban hasn't gone anywhere, but mm-hmm. I guess the fact that they were able to do all that so quickly is right. pretty crazy. Flip the control of power. Yeah. yeah. It almost felt like it was already in motion and then they were just waiting for that withdrawal and then just moved in. Right. I don't really know the details yeah. when it comes down to that whole power play, but, you know, seeing the the people that are that have nothing to do with the war situation that are just trying to live and trying to escape mm-hmm. like seeing the fear in their face like that shit like that's you feel that shit you that know? Hurts. it's crazy yeah they're just trying to live their lives and now that their whole world has been turned upside right. down in a matter of 72 hours right yeah however long it took them but yeah man prayers to them too because that's that's insane yeah, that shit's crazy well that's uh our sad note for the day so let's jump into this yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so happy thoughts now. Yeah, how's your week, bro? Man, it's been okay. I will tell you that I'm starting to feel the fatigue of working. Yeah. You know, not that, I, that it ever had gone away, but I've just been so tired lately. I've just been trying to push through, you know, trying to just make this money. But, man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's been, it's been rough. You know, I think that there's something in the air because I'm feeling like that as well. And I was right. talking to my cousin about that. And... Spice? I, I was well, her husband Creed. Oh yeah, I was Creed talking to much. him. Yeah, and he was um, he's pretty much like asking how I was doing. I was telling him I was like, every day feels like Wednesday. Like it's really weird. Like I just feel like okay. stuck. Like just right there. Like it never feels like Friday. Never no. really feels like Monday. I just always feel like just there, just present. You know what I mean? Like I don't have the like my weekends don't even feel like weekends anymore. Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I wouldn't say it's a good thing. Feels like you're in like work purgatory. Yeah, I'm just like yeah, I'm just stuck in observing. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. really know how to describe it. Yeah. And then on top of I that, I get what you're saying though. On top of that, like um, you know, with all this stuff that's going on in the world, um, I decided to take a break on social media. Yeah. Which um, you know, I've done before. We talked about this on like past episodes, right? And it's helped me before. And you know, I just I just need to take I just need to take a step back from all the information that I'm taking in on a daily basis right to just kind of clear my mind like i don't think that i'm in a bad place right now mentally and you know relative to the rest of the world like i'm very blessed obviously but you know sometimes like just taking in too much could make you feel away yeah i just gotta back off a little bit you know for sure yeah have you noticed a difference since you've taken the the hiatus 
Um, so I stopped just a few days ago, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think it's been enough for me to notice a significant change at this point. But I think it's good anyway. Like, I don't need to take in all that stuff all the time. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Especially, like, the videos that we send each other. It's never, like, you know, any, like, uh, I don't know, deep thought stuff. It's, right. like, some bullshit all the right, time. Right, right, so. yeah. And, like, watching too much bullshit can be draining, too. 100%. And, like I, like you said, it's not really it affects me mentally. It's just ex- it's exhausting to be continuously be getting that much information. Right. You know, actually, so one of the things, and this is a very superficial uh, topic that's been popping up. But one of the things that kind of pushed me, that kind of made me realize, like, the shit that I'm watching is so redundant, so dumb. Like, it's just, like, what am I even doing? Like, why am I watching this shit? Was... So, Wack 100, which I don't know him personally. I don't know shit about his shit. Like, nothing against him. But the fact that he's on, like, this weird promo run right now. And, I like, I'm looking through my YouTube feed or my Instagram feed. And it's just every other video is him and Takashi 69 I'm like, what am I doing now? Yeah, you know what I mean? Him on Clubhouse. And, just nonstop. Yeah. It's like, even, this is all I'm taking in? Even my YouTube algorithm. Like, because I watched, like, one or two videos of those, now every recommended video has something to do with that. Right. It has something to do with academics or that right. section of the world. And I'm not even finding disparity in my my YouTube stuff like I used to because mm-hmm. like, I've been watching those videos. Right. And then you have, like, obviously COVID stuff that's still going on. Yeah, I've been trying I'm, to ignore a lot of that. Even yeah. the politics stuff. Like, you brought up exactly. the Afghanistan stuff, and I've been trying so hard to – I want to be informed, but at the same time with the last year and how exhausted we got from COVID and from politics last year, I've been trying not to involve that's a, myself as much. That's a good point. It's a really hard balance to be informed and to distance yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because um, most of the information – like, most of the news that I got was from these – outlets that i'm trying to take a break from right you know so yeah i mean i still get a lot of information like i was you know the whole afghanistan stuff like very on pace with that you know i mean i'm not even on that shit anymore so it shows like how news will get to you regardless for sure you know but you know cutting out some of the sources i think is necessary yeah i definitely think it's good for mental exhaustion for sure yeah yeah. One thing I will say about work too is you know that people always make that joke about like they wake up in the morning and think, uh, do I really need this job? Mm-hmm. That's me every fucking day. Yeah. Like, every single day. I'm like, do, do I really need this? Like mm-hmm. how long can I survive with no job? Like how much can I dig in my savings before I find another job? Yeah. But, you do know, you think that's that irresponsible? this is the age where, so you know how I think everybody has like the grumpy old people at their job. <laughs> oh God, dude, don't even get me started. Right. And you like look back on like, how did you even get there? Like, you have a marriage that you don't fuck with. You're in a job that you clearly don't like. Like, you just hate people. You know what I mean? Like, how did you get there? Do you think it started at this age where they're they're contemplating, like, I don't want to be at a job. Yeah. I don't. I don't like this job. I don't want to come in. I'm overwhelmed with uh, external stimuli. Like, there's just so much going on. And this is where it starts. Like, this is the age. And if you're not conscious of that, you're not conscious to make a difference in your life, and you just keep following this path, like, you're just going to end up that? Mm-hmm. Like, is this where they start? I, I think that we're kind of in, like, that I, – I bring up the word purgatory again. Mm-hmm. But we're kind of in that spot where you're either going to try for something different or right. you're going to become complacent and just, like, right. ease into the same life that you've been living already. Yeah. And I do think that it's definitely – at this point, it's going to be harder to try new things. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that because there's there's a few guys that are at my job that are just you know old and bitter. I'm just like, bro, Dude, like, so what angry. the fuck? Like, how? Yeah, I have this old guy that I work with. He's an older Russian guy, 
And he comes into work every day just angry. He's always yelling at people. It's like, dude, how do you come in this pissed off every day? And I was like, maybe he's not married. Maybe he's like mm. miserable to his life. His wife works there too. Mm. So maybe it's because he has to go to work with his wife every day. But this guy comes in yeah. so upset. And I'm like, bro, how can you literally be like this every single day? Like that's going to be draining on yourself. Right. I don't know if I'd want to work with my wife. And I love my wife. Like, I love the <laughs> shit out of her. You know what I mean? I just, I mean. It's too much. Well, but it's it's not too much because during quarantine, you know, during 2020 quarantine, like we, we were together every day. You know what I mean? And that was fine. It was amazing. It was mm-hmm. fun. I just think. Yeah, don't get yourself in trouble here. Well, <laughs> yeah. I just think that I wouldn't want to be in an environment where I'm like actively working with her. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I just don't, I don't want that inner, I don't want that dynamic. You know? well, yeah. I was in a relationship with somebody that I've worked with too and. It, it's cool at sometimes because you guys get to see each other like you can take breaks and stuff and go have lunch and stuff but at the other time it's like where when do you get time apart right and then everybody knows your business and like, that too yeah i don't want that and then shit. you got jealous people at work like there's right. just some shit yeah there's gonna be drama yeah at some point oh, trust last me, there was a ton of that right yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's like that shit yeah but man we kind of go we went from light to dark to back to dark yeah again. i don't or know we're dark right. to light i don't know anyways um so yeah man uh work has just been has been work yeah so we need to get this podcast numbers up so that we can just podcast and put fire content out and not have to worry about fucking crazy old people that's the plan uh speaking of getting the bag though yeah uh mcdonald's rolled out their latest uh collaboration which was this i guess meal with sweetie mm-hmm. uh we've seen it before with travis scott and was it jay Baldwin that had it before too i believe so yeah i, I forgot about Baldwin. him yeah he had like the mcflurry one i think uh, I, never, I don't know i, never I don't it. even know what's in anybody's meal the Travis Scott one was just like a weird burger. It had like like chopped onions on it and stuff. I I had that one, but I'm a little too grown is, up to be. Is that not a sweet. thing that they have on their burgers? Onions? Uh, I'm almost know. positive they have onions because they have like the really small onions. Anyway, that's beside the yeah. point. I do remember um, when Travis Scott did have his collab. Like there was a big issue of people stealing like the advertising. Oh yeah, merch, we, I think we talked about that podcast. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. It's pretty crazy. Um, I do think it's pretty cool how it, it really shows though, how dominant hip hop culture is. And oh, McDonald's sure. has been kind of always in tune with hip hop culture because they had Pusha T do the jingle or whatever. Mm. And they've always kind of been in tune. But it's really dope to see how these rappers are influencing American culture and mm. not just black culture or just, uh, you know, I guess a subculture or anything. Right, like, right, right. Now you have to see that hip hop is the dominant culture in America, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool to see. Yeah. How do you feel about Sweetie getting Saweetie? Is that how you say it? I think Sweetie? so. Saweetie. Um, how do you feel about her getting this particular uh, collab in general? Uh, I think it's cool only because she's always on social media making these like weird meals. I don't know if you've seen stuff like mm. that where she puts like, I think like ranch in her spaghetti. She like does some weird stuff like eats hot Cheetos. With st- it's just weird. I can't remember exactly what the food was. Okay. But I think that's the kind of the premise of the meal is that you're supposed to like, it comes with like a burger and nuggets and you're supposed to like do different combinations with different sauces like, so you put, like, the nuggets on the burger and stuff like that. And I'm like, that sounds like a lot of work for... I don't know, man. Real. It's, it's well, weird. Before I even comment on this, because I'm going to answer the question I just asked. Mm-hmm. I first want to say, anyone that's getting a McDonald's bag, like, congrats. Hey, yeah, that's get fucking your money, man. crazy, your, right? Well, and woman, I guess. <laughs> right, for sure. But, I mean, if that's, like, the premise of it, if it's not, like, a special item that's came, like came out for you, even this goes with Travis Scott, too. Like, I don't understand, like, why they're getting, like, a package yeah. of already made products. 
Which I feel like that sounds like a hater shit, but maybe it, I don't know. No, but I get what you mean. It's like a remix of something and it's that's like, already there. Yeah, know? it's like if I wanted, that, I could just order that on my own without you slapping sweetie on. The right, side right, right, right. Yeah, you're saying that better. But I will say this though, because um, Tay just ordered chicken nuggets like last week or whatever, and it mm. did come with a different sweetie sauce. Oh yeah, it's like the sweetie and sour sauce or something. Something like that. Yeah. But like the packaging was different. Like it was like a green label and it had right. like sweetie's name on it or whatever. Well, even when you go to McDonald's, they're wearing like sweetie t-shirts and stuff. So maybe. Maybe it's more of the branding of it rather than the actual meal. I mean, like the Travis Scott stuff, they had a whole merch line with it. I don't know if Sweetie did the same mm, thing, but that, yeah. Travis Scott had all those clothes and stuff. And that fucking nugget pillow. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> I still have, I get that. I wonder if, that, uh, if that stuff's like actually going up on StockX right now. Because it looked know. like it was made to order. But right. it also looks like it's a limited time because it would just shut off the site. You yeah, I, mean? I wonder if people even got it because I know when people were ordering it, it was like six to eight weeks or eight to ten weeks to start mm. for them to manufacture it. They're probably just getting like all the orders in before right. they decided to make it. Yeah, um, yeah. I I didn't know that Sweetie was as big of an artist to even be approached by McDonald's. I thought it was going to yeah. be like Nicki Minaj or something. Yeah, somebody of a different caliber. Like she seems relatively new, right? Um, she had some really big songs though. Right. And I actually just recently realized that she was, you know, on those songs mm-hmm. or those were her songs. Um, before that, I only knew her as Quavo's girlfriend. Yeah. Which I feel like it sounds disrespectful, but I mean, her reach never really got to me because that's not right. really, I'm not really her demographic. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe she is bigger than I thought. Uh, this is definitely going to make her bigger as well. You know what I mean? This, this collab. For sure. Who do you think, uh, is the next celebrity that should get one or? Uh, for McDonald's specifically? Yeah. Because it seems like they're the only ones really doing it. Hmm. I, I could see other, eventually other food companies falling. I could see other food companies doing it for But they're going to go sure. for like the C-list rappers. Like Little Pump's going to have like a Jack in the Box mm. that tastes like fucking menthol cigarettes and yeah. eyeliner. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Rick Ross and Wingstop. Oh, yeah. I'm but I mean, but he owns Wingstops. Yeah. So it's not really like a collab. It's It's pretty much just him putting out his own product yeah um i'm surprised a, they haven't gone after like like drake or somebody nah that's way too much bro you think that's too big of a person like that's, some certified lover boy hamburgers like hamburger shaped in the as a heart as a heart <laughs> i mean if any uh fast food chain was gonna do it it would be mcdonald's but i feel For like sure. drake wants to place his image with something of a higher class yeah not like a fast food thing yeah he's always hotel shaming and restaurant shaming so right. i can't really see him teaming with mcdonald's i see him doing like some four seasons collab or something not even that though no nah, maybe he's always I mean? dissing the sheridan and the intercontinental yeah like we one day we come we have to come up with a list of all the hotels that jerk is shamed because it's pretty fucked up like this dude has called out like eight different hotels didn't he say that uh what was it benny hana is like pigeon food I don't know, but I love Benny Hanna. That's I do crazy. too, man. I was like, damn, drink shaving Benny yeah. Hanna. like, that's fucked up. Uh, if you were to have a McDonald's meal, what would you have? And I think I can guess one for you. Go ahead. You should get a spicy McRib. That would actually be pretty good. I, I don't, I don't fuck with the McRibs, but yeah. I can see you with the spicy McRib. I would fuck with that. I don't think I can eat a McRib now and feel okay, <laughs> stomach-wise. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, but back in the day, I would fuck up a McRib for sure. It's crazy how much uh, we were able to eat that kind of stuff when we were younger, and it mm-hmm. would have no effect. But if I eat a McRib or something like that now, I feel sick. I think even if I dip fries in that sauce, the sauce would fuck me up. Yeah, um, that's a lot of sugar, though. A lot of everything. I'm sugar butter. intolerant these days. I yeah. can't even eat that much candy anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I start eating candy, I start getting sick. Yeah, what would you have? I'm trying to think, like, what would yours <laughs> consist of? Huh. This is a tough question, Sprite man. Sprite-flavored Hennessy? <laughs> is it true? 
Damn, what if McDonald's does? Uh, I mean, I guess they don't really sell alcohol there. Never mind. Yeah. I was going to say, like, what if they did a, a alcohol collab? But yeah, I don't know, man. I'd probably go with something with like breakfast. Like a, oh, okay. a breakfast sandwich, maybe like a like a bacon, egg, and cheese on a muffin or something. Not a muffin, but like the um, McBiscuit. Mm. And then, like, if I wanted to go somewhere out of the normal, I'd do like a spicy ketchup with the hash browns. Okay, so you would uh, want a signature sauce? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think a signature sauce. Would, that would that'd be an easy marketable thing. Yeah. The sauce, for sure. Because the whole Travis Scott thing was you dip your fries in, like, honey mustard or some shit. And I was like, a lot of people do that. Like, that's not a... That's how I feel about these collabs in general. Yeah. It's like, a lot of people put fries in their burger. Like, I want to see... A lot of people ha- put nuggets in their burger. Like, these aren't weird things. Have you me. ever done that, though? Like, put nuggets I on I haven't personally done yeah. that because I'm boring. But I feel like a lot of people <laughs> do that shit. You know what I mean? Did you ever have a, a, a McGangbang? Did Bro, we talk, what? Did we talk about this on the podcast before, McGangbang? No. Where it's like, I think it's like a double cheeseburger that's stu- stuffed in between two McChickens or something. That is a wild-ass name. <laughs> no, this is like a real thing. Like, this isn't just like, I've, I found it on the internet. Like, people have talked about this in person before. McGangbang. I was like, McGangbang, huh? Do you order it from there? Like, how you order, like, a, oh, I don't, the I've secret never, items I've from never had it, but mm. Yeah, maybe. You're about to go up there and ask for a McGangbang, and you're going to get the craziest look. Like, What's bro, worse, though, what? McGangbang or a 31-year-old male asking for the sweetie? Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Either way, as well. <laughs> uh, one thing, though, that is interesting about this McDonald's stuff is, do you think we're in the decade of the collab? Define collab. Because you see a lot of these companies nowadays, like Supreme, doing like um, just collabing with anybody, Louis Vuitton, or you have like the NBA doing collabs with the Louis Vuitton, like... It seems like companies that maybe in the past wouldn't even intersect at all are now all having these collaborations, including McDonald's and hip hop artists. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's kind of always been like that, mm-hmm. but maybe more behind the scenes. But yeah, I think now, like, it's cool if you're part of a collab. Like, right. that's like the hype train. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what the, the thing is the hype. So, mm-hmm. like, you put two big names like Supreme and whatever next to each other. And, it's going to sell. But at the same time, though, like that, like a collaboration to me is two companies working together that have their own separate identities. Mm-hmm. As soon as you have like, you know, Travis Scott or Sweetie or what's his name? Jay Balvin. Jay Balvin, yeah. Yeah. As soon as you have them with McDonald's, that just looks like a McDonald's endorsement to me. Well, that's true. So I almost feel like we're changing just the name of like just the term. Instead of uh, endorsement now or a sponsorship or whatever, now it's a collab, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know. It's just a different way of saying it. Right. Without making it seem like one brand trumps the other. Well, I think it's a different way of saying it so it doesn't sound old. Because, like, oh, okay. back in the day, it's like, oh, I got a sponsorship by blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. that sounds old, kind of. You yeah. know what I mean? But now, you know, you got Gen Z running this shit now when it comes to, like, the hype world. That's true. That collab is the word. It is. Everybody wants to collab. Everybody wants to link. Right. Yeah. Collab and link. And build. And build. Build was another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so I had a random thought the other day. We were talking about social media earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that previous to the internet, it was a lot easier to control the narrative or to control a story than it is now? I think that both, like post and pre, is equally easy to control a narrative but in completely different ways. Okay. Expound. So like before the, you said before social media, right? Yeah. Well, before the internet, I guess. Both. I guess social media and internet go hand in hand. Yeah. So before the internet days, obviously like it was, you only had, 
you know, three main newspapers, I guess. I don't know how many fucking newspapers. Right. You only you, had a few. You know, the, like the Times. The, right. Yeah. You only had a few sources of news that you had to get, and it's the day after. You know what I mean? Um, or you can watch the news on TV that's, you know, we've all seen those diagrams that show that all these 50 companies are controlled by right. five main companies, people, whatever the yeah. fuck it is, right? Um, so with that being said, like, before the internet, there's always only been like six views of the news, True. mainstream-wise, you know what I mean? And then now we have like this weird, um, like this echo chamber effect, like uh, post-internet or during internet, I guess, where we have this echo chamber effect where um, you, you're attracted to your, um, like your tribe, yeah. your uh, similar thought, uh, similar mindset groups, whatever. And after that, like the algorithms take effect and now you're getting all the same shit from that same mind space mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, it's almost directing you how to think. You right. know what I mean? So it's just, it's the same shit, but it's just a different way, which maybe there's more ways to think now, but then it also makes it harder to figure out what is real. Remember back in the day we talked about when we used to do conspiracy talk, there was the KGB oh, guy. Those are the days. Yeah, there's a KGB guy. Oh, uh, Yuri. I don't remember his name, but he was talking about like name. pretty much how to, um, use psych, uh, psychological warfare <laughs> against a nation into, um, I forget the terms that he used, but it's pretty much to break down an, an uh, opposing nation. Yeah, from the inside out. From the inside out. Right. Yeah, and one of the things on there was um, once you fuck. What is the word? It's not decompose. Uh, this symbol. This deconstruct. It's something. It's along those lines. Um, in order for you to take down, like one of the first steps in order for you to take down the nation, you have to feed them with so much misinformation that. By the time um, that stage is complete, no matter how many hard facts you give that, like a, a group of people that you're attacking, there's no way that they can discern the difference between real and fake. <coughs> <coughs> real shit. Like it's in. Like it's hard to tell. Actually, I'm not even gonna get into that. But yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've we've done enough bashing. Right, right, right. So God bless. My point though is that we're at this point now where you know all these algorithms keep taking you down like this rabbit hole of your own thought process. That if you're wrong, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Right. Period. It doesn't matter. You can't come back. That's very like true. this is like scientific shit. You know what I mean? Like you can't come back. That stuff was so real that they used it in Call of Duty. It was like a, a the thing we were talking about with Yuri. It mm -hmm. was one of the Call of Duties recently used that as a premise for one of their games. He was like included in the, the trailer and everything. It was like a, mm. it was a really cool edit. It was like partly his interview. We I did remember with the call that. Of stuff. Yeah. It was dope. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that. It was dope. But that stuff is crazy. Yeah. I think about it in the way that pre internet, you were able to get ahead of a story easier, right? Because these magazines and stuff would have to publish and get these uh, stories done months ahead of time, right? So you would catch wind of, okay, maybe there's a story coming out that's going to be possibly bad for me. So I can go ahead and either. Do something to get rid of this story before it happens, or I can do something to get ahead of it. But now with the internet, people can just tweet right away that you can't even get ahead of a story anymore because right. it's just out there now. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, though, because no. a lot of the times you get real information before the news could filter it into their own bullshit. Dude, I get, you know I, mean? I get, like this is a very ba well, basic level of stuff, but like NBA news, mm -hmm. you get random Twitter users that are tweeting out Westbrook to the Lakers before right. any of these big guys right. are. 
Which is crazy to me. It's just some random dude that just knows this information. Right. He knows a friend of a friend who's agents of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that overheard a conversation right. back. Yeah. yeah, it's just crazy, yeah. It's nuts. But yeah, I think about, I was just thinking about that because even like with um, everything going on now with the way that people just get buried by the news, like for with these stories and stuff, you can't even lay low for a while anymore because all it takes is a tweet to bring up back some old shit and then you're getting re-canceled or right. re-hit for that same thing. Right. I was, I just saw a clip of, um, I think it was Joe Rogan and maybe Andrew Schultz. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, Schultz was on there recently. Yeah. yeah. And it was talking about, like, is cancel culture a good thing? Actually, I'm not even going to go down that path. Yeah. That might be another topic. Yeah. That's a whole other shit. Yeah. We're not going to go there right now. Um, I need to check that out, though. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I just see random clips every now and then. Yeah. That's another thing. When it came down to me taking a break from um, social media, I went through and I probably unsubscribed from like 150 YouTube accounts. On Instagram? On YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, how many accounts? Like 150. Damn, you follow a lot of accounts. Yeah. I mean, what do you... Same shit as like Instagram. You follow these motherfucking accounts. Yeah, that's too much work though, bro. I mean, if there's something that I like and they're constantly putting out shit that I'm probably going to want to look at, yeah. I'll just hit subscribe. I maybe like that's maybe that's why I keep getting whack 100 videos because yeah. <laughs> But that's another like thing, people. though, is like I still had all those people that I was following and it still showed the same fucking videos. I'm like, this is what everybody wants to talk about? That's it? Right. Like, what? That and then also you not only get the uh, – like the – we're using the WAC 100 example, right? Mm-hmm. You not only get the WAC 100 stuff, but then you also get the 5,000 reaction videos to it, too. Right, and I hate that shit. Yeah, like when the you know when the JBP was breaking up, like you had all these people that had all these reaction videos and stuff to what was going on with them. It was crazy. It was like yeah. so there was like hundreds of videos reacting to their split up. Yeah, I mean it's a cash grab. You know, we talked about that before. Like most of those have fifty thousand plus views. Yeah, so I get why they're doing it. And it's crazy because they'll just post a. They'll literally just post a clip from like academics or something, and then they'll stop the clip and start talking, give their commentary, yeah. and start the clip again. I'm not even gonna lie, that bugs the fuck out of me because I'll click. Usually, I will avoid something that I feel is a reaction video, right? Because I just want to see the video. If I want to see someone's, um, I don't know, interpretation of how the video went, I'll seek that out myself. Yeah, but don't label it something and then trick me into it being a reaction video. Yeah, you know what I mean. I got what you're saying. Yeah, it sucks. It, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. There's just a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going, on, especially in the media. Um, I also think, though, too, in the past that reporters and news outlets used to do a better job of actually vetting their stories and their sources. Now everybody's in such a rush to be the first person to report that that's kind of gone out the window. Yeah, we talked about that when Kobe passed. Right. Where a lot of people said a whole bunch of different things and. I mean, it's just a confusing time in general. Like, right. if we just want to just really throw it out there, you know, it's hard to believe things because so much shit comes out immediately and then everybody has to redact and come back out with some different information. So it's like, wait, what are we supposed to believe? And they don't even take responsibility for the thing from before. Like, they might tweet, they a, have rumor. To. They might tweet a rumor out and then just be like, oh, actually, we got the information wrong and this is what it actually They don't is. have to. Yeah. The momentum's way too fast. It's crazy, man. They don't have to. It's crazy. That, that Kobe time, especially like, with um, how much they're reporting, like the whole family was in the helicopter. Then it was just a couple of the kids. Right. And it was him and Gianna. It was just like, man, this right, is. Yeah. And you think about the regular person that takes in that information. Like that's a that's a whole roller coaster of emotions. You think in one minute his whole family's gone, mm-hmm. and you're hearing that it could be just him and a couple of kids, and you're hearing it's eleven or nine. They people said Rick Fox kids. was in there. Remember yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean to laugh at that, but yeah. it's, Rick, it's Rick Fox. No, but I feel like we're laughing because of like how ridiculous all the stories came out. Like right. it's like. 
Yeah, there's five different stories of five different informations because everyone wants to be the first one to put out information and no one even knows the fucking story yet because yeah. the police aren't speaking. You know what I mean? Right. And the Rick Fox thing is crazy because nobody had even heard from him since he was on, what was that fucking show? On, uh, oh, The Game? Game, yeah. dude. Classic show. Yeah, I fucking Classic. Love that show. I love that show, bro. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Yeah. What was the dude's name? Darwin, uh... Derwin Davis. Derwin Davis, yeah. yeah. That's the shit, bro. <laughs> Great show. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of stories in the news, did you mm. see this viral thing going around about the homeless girl? No, you kind of texted me about it. I didn't want to look into it because I would rather you tell me what it is. Okay. So I have very basic information on it, but basically she was uh, she's homeless and she made this video and it went viral. And a lady had reached out to her and said, hey, I sympathize with your situation. Mm-hmm. Why don't I get you a place, pay for it, get you back on your feet, help you get a job? Mm-hmm. Uh, then it started this whole Twitter war over this because she had been living with her boyfriend who was also homeless at the time. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess the girl had told the woman, hey, you know, thank you for the opportunity. But if he can't come, then I don't want to take this opportunity. And people were debating whether or not she should have been loyal to the boyfriend and all these things. More information eventually ended up coming out that she was like, hey, when I was homeless, like he saved my life a bunch. Like I wouldn't be on this earth if it wasn't for him. But it brings up an interesting thing. Art, if you were put in that situation and they were to tell you, you have to choose between, I guess, a better life path or being in your relationship, how would you view that? Um, and maybe I worded that weird. but I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I want to know, like, what the boyfriend's thoughts were on this. Is he the one holding her back from not doing this? Yeah, I didn't I didn't see anything too much about his thoughts. I only saw what she had to say about him. Because I could see, like, the real issue being, like, and the boyfriend said, well, don't do it if I can't come too. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if she's really about the relationship, I don't see why she can't go do that to start a better life for them. Right. Um, is it wrong for her to leave him? With basically what I just said, I don't see that being an issue. It's like, you know, long distance relationship, you know? Yeah, but I think they meant leave us in like, you have to break off the relationship because now you're going like technically leveling up in life while he's staying in the same place. Is he like a druggie or something? I don't think so, but it's like... Is he dangerous to her? Like, I feel like there's a lot of points that I need to... I think more more people were just concerned with the fact that she said, I'm not taking this deal. Like, they were more concerned with the fact that... um, she might turn down a good opportunity to better her life because of him. Like he was holding her back from a different mm-hmm. point in her life. But, and why would she give that alternative to it? But that happens a lot. I mean, people are asked to pick between relationships and career a lot, right. especially at our age, because we're, we're trying to figure out like long-term, like we said earlier, like what place we have in this world. So oftentimes that might collide with the relationships we're in or with the people we interact with. Do you know how old these people are by chance? Uh, I think she was like 19 or 20. Oh, so she's really young. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, I understand the scenario of people saying you need to leave him and go off and do this because it's a better opportunity for you in the future. You're young. You think you know yourself right now kind of thing. Um, If he is, in fact, someone that is going to hold her back. But if they're both actively like trying to be better, I mean... If they're both actively trying to be better, like I don't understand what the problem is with him. Yeah, I think that they were more, people were more concerned about the fact that the lady would now have to support the both of them because she was offering to support the girl and now the girl was giving her an ultimatum like, I can't take this unless he comes to, so now you have to support the both of us. But at the same time, it's like, if, if this is truly, if what she's saying is true and he like made sure that she stayed alive while she was homeless because being homeless, I mean, I don't know anything about it, but based off of the things I've seen, it's a hard life and there's a right. lot of, uh, 
you know, violence and danger that comes with that, especially with women, Mm -hmm. right? So if he was truly protecting her and keeping her safe, then I do think that she's okay. She's in the right for saying, hey, you know, yes, I I like this opportunity, but I, I have to show my loyalty to him as well. Right. I get that. I think I'm missing a big detail about if this dude shows a potential threat to her and that's why he's not being taken in as well. Because if you're setting up a house for her mm-hmm. and you're saying he can't be there, why? No, she wasn't. The lady didn't say he couldn't be there. She didn't know that the boyfriend was in the picture when this all was going down. And then the girl came back later and said, like I said, like, I want to take this opportunity, but I have, you know, something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, and luckily the lady was kind enough to be like, okay, yeah, you both can. But this started a whole thing on Twitter where people were like, that girl should leave him. What's she doing? Like all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, like you said, you don't have enough information about it. And I think a lot of people on the internet didn't have it. And it's just like, everybody wants to preach loyalty and being loyal to people and, you know, all that thing. But then when it actually comes time to it, they're just like, kick them to the, the curb. I want to know why this even became a popular thing on the internet. Like, who, the, the why people are people in their business? I can argue, dude, on Twitter. It's either $200 dates. Yeah. or stuff like this or just uh, body counts like all kinds of crap like people on twitter literally argue about the same shit every single day it's just really weird why this is a situation that's even worth debating about when it's has nothing to do with any of their lives for sure um clearly they're both taken in uh if she wants to stay with them I'm like, let her stay she's an adult you yeah. know what I mean? like <laughs> what what are we doing yeah yeah I don't know. It was just, it was a crazy debate on Twitter. Like these yeah. people were going in on her. Like it, it was so weird to see how fast they turned on her once they found out the portion about the boyfriend. Hmm. Yeah. I think people just need to worry about themselves. Yeah. That was kind of my whole thing. It was like, just mind your own fucking business. Yeah. If, if the lady is willing to take both of them in, then what are you concerned about the details? Right. Are you guys paying any of the shit? Yeah. Are you yeah. guys giving to her GoFundMe to make sure she gets out of that situation? Like, would you support her and help her out if she decided to not take the boyfriend? Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the internet's nosy as fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a part of it, too. I mean, I'm nosy as fuck, too, when I'm on the internet, so... Yeah, I mean, we all are part of it. It is what it is. Yeah. I do think that that's an interesting thing about love and career, though, because I think that's a big a big issue in our lives now, is, like, people are in positions where they might get a good job opportunity, and you have to decide whether or not your relationship can survive through that. Like, changing cities or mm-hmm. even changing change. the shift yeah yeah exactly i mean when you're in a relationship there is compromise and i think a lot of people like the people who brag about being single like i don't have to deal with that shit i don't have to check in with nobody like all that bullshit it's right. like you don't have to check in with nobody but at the same time you're not building with nobody either you know what yeah. i mean like there's a lot of pros and cons obviously that's very true but, i guess yeah. it also just depends on the individual person too like some people, yeah, they might thrive being single and not in relationships, but some people might thrive in relationships and not when they're single. For sure. Everybody's yeah. different. And the moral of the story is everybody just mind your business, man. Yeah, really. All right. <laughs> like, the, the lady got a great opportunity. I mean, the, the young lady got a great opportunity. The older woman was willing to take both of them in. If that's the case, just mind your fucking business. Like, don't worry right. about don't worry about the details of what's going on with them. I agree. As long as within uh, reason, right? If it came out that the boyfriend was beating her or putting her in bad situations, then yeah, have an uproar. I'm 100% with you. Mm-hmm. But if it's just small, small, minute details and the girl's literally telling you he saved my life and protected me, I guess you just have to go on the word of that girl. That's This is the type of shit where it's like, I know at my job, when everything is good, like all the bills are being done on time and there's um, like there's real no, uh, really no issues with mm-hmm. production whatsoever. 
All the upper management comes in and nitpicks at the weirdest, dumbest shit. Oh, my, my job does that too. All the time. Yeah, okay. So it's across the board. Yeah, right? they look for problems. Right. And with that being said, I feel like in the U.S., we just don't really have that many real problems right now. Yeah. We don't. We're a very comfy country and we don't fucking see it. But if you look at it from the outside, we're over here debating about whether or not this person should stay with this person because of an opportunity. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Or why Sweetie enjoys ranching her spaghetti. Right. Yeah. Like, come on, man. What are we doing? Like, who gives a fuck? First world it's problems. her stomach that's going to suffer, not ours. So. Right. Um, you actually had texted me about a documentary the other day. What was the documentary? And I haven't watched it. I forget what it was called. It was called... Uh, Something with the Matrix in it, right? I think it was like Glitch in the Matrix. Glitch in the Matrix. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. One, I think that's the one you sent me. It's pretty interesting. It's about... Uh, it's kind of like uh, Waking Life. Okay. Like Both big fans of that. Yeah. I so think you were the uh, one that actually put me on that. Yeah, so Waking Life is more about like a guy thinks that he's stuck in a dream. And how do you know that you're awake? And you know it's right? like, for people that haven't seen Waking Life, and you should definitely check it out. I think it's on Netflix. But it's like a... Um, it's kind of hard to explain the type of cartoon it is. It's, it's not just really... like real life with like a cartoon filter. Yeah, if you it. guys have seen like um, the new Marvel show, there's a Marvel show called What If, where mm-hmm. it's like more detailed cartoon, but it's like, I don't know, I guess more grown up looking. It doesn't look as cartoonish or like artsy, I guess. It just reminds me of like on a MacBook, like how they have photo booth and they have like that one filter that turns you into a cartoon and you can like move in front of the camera and it's just a filter. Everybody was using that filter in like 2010. When the shit, yeah, when yeah. they first came out, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like that. Well, the waking life is this one though is, um, where like, how do you know you're not stuck in a simulation? Like, uh, Just this is like a video game. game or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, and it's interesting because instead of having like these people in cartoons, they're like, like an avatar from a video game in an interview. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, parts of it are kind of corny, like the the whole costume uh, CGI thing that they yeah. put over the people. But the concept of the show is pretty interesting. Is this like when um, Dwight was in Half Life on The Office or whatever that game show yep. was, and then Jim made himself? He had like a guitar on his back, and exactly. Jim was like, "Oh, you play the guitar?" Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it had me thinking though. Actually, before I get into that, so there's a lot of people that think that this life that we live in is a simulation. Yeah. And the reason why they come to that conclusion on a very basic level is because right now we are playing video games and the rate of um, detail in video games is improving at an exponential rate. I know you saw that new Grand Theft Auto. Have you seen the the, for the next gen? I haven't. Oh, man, it looks insane. Does it? Is there a new story mode? Uh, I haven't seen that, but the graphics on it look crazy. Okay. I mean, I'm going to get it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but they're saying like um, at a certain point, the the difference between um, real life and uh, video game life, you're not going to be able to tell a difference because it's going to be that realistic. For like, sure. Um, the processing power, the graphics, like all of it is going to be so crazy that we're not going to understand what real and what fake is. Yeah. You can see every drop of sweat on LeBron's body on 2K. Right. In 4K. So it's like, what's? how do you know that this isn't something like that you know like all you're doing is you're like peering through eyes you can't even see your body it's almost like you're in a first person video game anyway yeah so they're kind of talking about like if this is a simulation we're probably not even the original simulation like we're not we're probably not in base reality is what they call it so we're like um we'd be the cj like putting grand theft auto somebody would be controlling and we'd be the cj in this Possibly, or CJ 
is playing a video game and that video game is playing a video game that's playing a video game playing a video game times a thousand and we just happen to be the thousandth video game yeah, like how do you crazy. know you know what i mean like there's no way to technically prove it but um that had me thinking there's actually a movie that uh came out recently with um ryan reynolds by the time okay. yeah by the time this uh drops it'll be out i think it's already out actually yeah well, yeah because i was whatever. thinking about uh going to see it actually it's I called have... free guy right yeah it's kind of um i saw a little bit of the show i didn't see the whole thing but it's kind of goofy right yeah it's a comedy i mean okay. ryan reynolds and um he's realizes or someone tells him that he's actually in a video game like his life's in a video game which mm. is kind of um like the simulation theory like we're speaking of right now right so someone were to come to you and tell you that we're in a simulation like what would be the first thing that you do try to figure out how to beat the simulation how to beat it yeah because so if, like, if it's a simulation that means that everybody's put on like you're being simulated right so simulated would mean that you're given a course in life and that's the course that you have to go on like your life is being simulated in that way right why do you feel like there's an objective that has to be completed i don't necessarily think there's an objective that has to be completed i'm just taking the word to like simulate so just like we're given this i don't know like task in life i don't know and that you have to break the task like i think the simulation is realizing that there's more to life or getting out of the simulation is realizing that there's more to life than just the basics of what you're given why do you feel like you have to like why do you feel like there's there's something to learn in the simulation uh i don't know i mean i guess we're just conditioned to that i mean like the matrix was figuring out how to get out of the simulation right and I th what you say i do feel like we're conditioned to think that there's objectives and things mm -hmm. but maybe that's just our simulation is designed to think that like it's just a just like uh i'm just saying like maybe that's just one of the programmings that's in the simulation is like well in order to keep the simulation under control there's an objective so everyone stays in line Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, gotcha. but that doesn't necessarily mean that there is one. Like, for example, like with Sims, like, uh, you know, Sims, yeah, yeah. the video game. Love that shit. You split like it a lot as a kid. Yeah. Back in the day, there wasn't a real objective. It's whatever objective you wanted. It's like, do you want to be rich? You can make, you can be rich. If you want to have 50 kids and not kill them, do that. Shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I guess everybody's objective would be different based on your perception of reality. Right. So let's take that out the way. Instead of trying to beat the simulation, what would you try to do instead? Oh, man, I don't know. Maybe just fi figure out a way to work within the simulation to where it would be advantageous for me. Like, how can I how can I use the simulation to, I guess, not better myself or better my life, but just figure out ways to make life easier, I guess. Because like, if the simulation is like a game, there's got to be cheat codes to the game that make it easier. There's going to be shortcuts to make things. It doesn't have to be anything. Yeah. Like, there, what if there isn't cheat codes? We are taught that there's chicos in this simulation yeah if this was a simulation yeah i don't know i guess for me it's like just taking the basics like with the matrix thing it would just be trying to get out of the simulation like how can i beat the simulation how can i make the simulation work for me okay to get to do what though i don't know just live probably the best life i can okay that's fair i think if i realized one day that this is a simulation i think i would try to like test boundaries of what is told that we're not allowed to do like mm, like obviously like we can't fly but if this is fake theoretically we can't fly yeah. right if this is fake then i mean i guess you could like and if everything is like code i don't know if you can punch just like populate we have a bunch of bunch of ones in all of a sudden you're neo i don't know how you input code like do you just think it and you just do it you know maybe what I mean? that's like, what like manifestation is like maybe maybe know. it's just you figure out the codes like the Fibonacci sequence you've heard of that before yeah yeah stuff like that maybe it's just there's just some underlying code that if you figure it out 
you can kind of change the dynamics of the simulation. What if things aren't even that difficult? Like, what if it really is just as simple as just thinking of it to do it? But, like, thinking of it is writing out the code. Right. I'm not a, um, what are those fucking people called? Coder? Yeah, I'm not, I don't write code and none of that bullshit, but code's uh, hard. Yeah, it is I've hard. Tried, I've tried. I've tried to. Yeah. yeah. And that's not my lane. Yeah. It's uh, not. But what if it is like in this world, if this was a simulation, what if it was just as easy to think like whatever you think into existence for sure is writing the code. But in order to execute the code, I don't know if this is true where you just press enter and maybe it runs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You actually have to believe it. Like, you can't fake the simulation. So if you don't really believe it, you're not actually pressing the button. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You have to, like, really fucking believe it. The button is the belief. Yeah, right. I like that. Yeah, because most people think that they can do something more, but they don't really believe in it. Like, they think that they could get there, but there's not, like, real definite belief. So the people, like, that you hear that break the simulation or, you know, figure it out in life are the ones that tested their boundaries. Like they tested how, just how far they could take it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I remember one thing that my one of my football coaches told me in high school, and he said um, when we were doing like conditioning or something like that, we were – Which which coach was this? I think it was Coach White. Oh, shout out to <laughs> yeah. Coach White. Yeah. And he was saying something like – or maybe it was Morgan. I don't know. Anyway, he was saying something like uh, – Like we were doing like maybe like our push-ups or our crunches or something like that. And it was like a time thing. Like we're just doing as many as we can in a certain amount of time. Yeah. And he was saying like, if you, if you're going easy on yourself, you're only cheating yourself. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's like the equivalent. Like if you don't truly believe and you pretend to yourself that you're believing, like you're only cheating yourself. Yeah. Cause you're not going to get it and no one else is going to be affected by it. That's you know true. I, mean? I also think you could tell that when people are like faking the belief in it, right? Like there's some people that actually really believe and stuff. And then there's other people that are just like, saying they believe in it because they think that that's what's going to get them to their ultimate goal for sure yeah i yeah i just think that i'm just we're just all just trying to figure out how to beat the simulation or just figure out how the simulation is going to best work for us i guess not really beat it but how we fit into the simulation and how we can change the simulation to be better for us that's what the uh, simulation wants you to believe damn this really is some matrix shit I just watched uh, Ready Player One last night, too. Again, for like the thousandth time. Such a great movie. movie. Uh, But yeah, let's get to closing this. Um, So this has been another episode of the No Structure Podcast, uh, where having no structure is technically having a structure. You can catch us every other Monday on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Uh, Follow us, No Structure Podcast, on Instagram, uh, No Structure Pod 1 on Twitter. If you need to figure out anything for the podcast, whether it's past episodes, other content, whatever, the nostructurepodcast.com. Um, yeah, don't forget to rate, subscribe, review. That gets that algorithm algorithming for us. I don't know yeah. if that's a word, but... Um, gets the simulation pumping. Yeah, and uh, thanks for tuning in as always. This is No Structure Podcast signing off. You're good at this. Thanks. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of podcasts lately Absolutely. to figure out a better flow for myself. I like it. Thanks. And I'm also... A little post. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't eaten in like four hours. <laughs>